Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Hello, Her Sports Story Tribe. Thank you so much for being here today. Today's episode is really just me talking about Her Sports Story and why it was created or why I decided that it was finally time that a former athlete community be put out into the universe the way that I kind of envisioned it. So I'll start off by talking about my own athlete journey. I have had recently the opportunity to be on many podcasts, which has been so cool. It's so fun connecting with people kind of through this channel and medium but I've had the opportunity to share my sports story on various other podcasts, so hence why I'm going to start it here on my own podcast. Seems to make sense, right? So I started gymnastics officially, like in the club kind of space, around six years old, and I remember just having the most amazing time connecting with friends and teammates and I was super shy in school so gymnastics was an outlet for me to you know tap into some other talents to be silly it's kind of where I felt fully me as a kid so I went along doing gymnastics competitively for, gosh, all the way up until high school of my sophomore year. So I competed, went up through levels. By level 10, that's when I was a sophomore in high school. And I would say that through my journey, like in any sport, it was tough. I was mentally broken down practices were long as you know most of us have experienced but I started to realize that I was struggling more than usual and when I would go into the gym I would just like feel this immense weight on me and from looking back now it seems that I kind of judged my worth on how well I did at practice or how well I competed and I was extremely hard on myself and I was always wanting to please my coaches, my parents, um, I think like a lot of us as kids do. So again, did gymnastics up until about 15 before I actually stepped away from the sport and I quit. And I quit right after my appearance at a college-bound meet and after um, JO Nationals or Junior Olympic Nationals in, I believe, 2005. So I quit and I became a cheerleader at my high school. 
And when I joined the cheer team, I, for the first time, really started to talk to other people. Again, I was super shy growing up. And so much so that when I joined the cheerleading team, people thought I had moved from another state. And there was a very successful rumor about how I arrived at the school and became a cheerleader. But anyways, that was the first time I got to be connected to a school because gymnastics or there's other sports where you're truly in like a club setting. So you go to school and then you go to the club rather than being a part of the team at the school. And I would say that was just such a fun experience. And when I was in my freshman and you know sophomore year of high school, I totally had FOMO, fear of missing out on dances, on friends, on boyfriends, and, and doing all the things that I thought traditional high schoolers would be doing. So anyways, joined the cheer team, learned a whole new sport, of course, very similar with gymnastics and tumbling, but it was so much fun. And I did that for, I think, a couple months, maybe, I think it was around the six-month mark when I started getting college letters in the mail for gymnastics, recruiting questionnaires, coaches reaching out, and... I was like, what? Why I quit? Like, (laughs) hasn't the memo been sent out that Bethany quit gymnastics? And clearly, you know, that's what my 15, 16-year-old brain thought. But of course, not the case. So I got these letters in the mail and kept getting quite a few and couldn't really believe that it was happening. Um, But with the letters coming in, I decided to go back to gymnastics. So when I went back to gymnastics, one, incredibly difficult to go back to a sport that you, you know, had done consistently for like nine to 10 years and then dive back into it. And let me tell you, it's a hard process. And for anyone that's done it, they totally understand navigating that and, you know, being in a place where you can look back and be like, gosh, I used to be able to do all of these skills or, you know, get this time. And now I am like struggling. So I went back, struggled through it, but made it, even competed at regionals the following year and continued to do gymnastics throughout summer And then through the beginning of fall, so I was actually doing cheerleading and gymnastics at the same time. And unfortunately, I was burning the candle at both ends. And when I was at one practice, I would feel guilty for not being at the other practice or when I would miss practices for the other. So I attempted it, but came to the realization that I couldn't do both. So I believe I quit the cheer team first, which was really hard because I had created somewhat of a community around it. And when I quit, it was a a, a little dramatic per se, or at least it felt that way to the the 16-year-old self then. And then I realized going through gymnastics, I was still so burnt out and not able to mentally put up with 
you know, going through practices every day and competing. And for some reason, it wasn't aligning yet again. So at this point in time, I had verbally committed to the college that I was going to go to for gymnastics. And I had a breakdown per se and ended up declining my scholarship at the school and quitting gymnastics. And during this, I would say it was four to five months, that was the craziest time as far as emotionally and not knowing who I was anymore without doing some type of activity. I always did gymnastics. I was a gymnast or, you know, then I shifted to cheerleading. But this was the first time that I didn't have like an activity to attach my identity to. And it was really hard. So that's why I like recommend for any athletes like still in it, try to get involved with with other things, but also start looking at yourself as more than an athlete because you are more than an athlete and one day you will not be doing the action of the sport anymore. But of course you can still hang on to the athlete heart part of it. But anyway, this was this four to five months was probably the first time I experienced depression and anxiety and breakdowns and it was or breakdowns consistently I'd say and it was a journey in itself and somehow came out on the other side with the help of my family definitely through that time. I came out on the other side and I actually reach back out to the gymnastics coach at the university and asked if I could, if there's any way that I could at least, you know, walk on the team or just be a part of it because I went on a, like a mini college tour during those months of just emotional uh, disarray. I went on a college tour and realized like that when I would go to these colleges, I would have to be tied to something. Like there would have to be something I would get involved with. And for some reason, I, I was still very focused, like it should be sport. I should get back into a sport. So I called and asked the coach a question, and he said that there was still a spot for me on the team and that my scholarship was still available. And that doesn't happen often, and I am so grateful that it did happen. But with that, I asked the coach, like, okay, can I just, like, keep in shape? I'm not going to be competing. And he said yes. So I actually went back to my very, one of my very first clubs that I went to as a gymnast, the one that I started at when I was six years old. And that gym had kind of converted into a cheer gym. So I just really needed the equipment and then someone to basically supervise me. So I had a coach who was a former collegiate gymnast who was kind of coaching some of the lower levels there, but she was like my one-on-one coach and helped me kind of get back in shape to the best of my ability before I reached out to my club that I had quit twice from and asked if there's any way that I could train at the gym with them. So that like whole process was a journey in itself uh, before I got to college. And when I got to college, 
It was, one, so much fun. I had just the best time, and being a student-athlete is just an incredible experience. And not that it's always, like, rainbows and butterflies. It's definitely a struggle. It's definitely a grind. And in college, a lot of, like, outside life things happen. So you're navigating all of that all at once. But gymnastics-wise, I came across that I was... When I was tumbling, it felt like I was tumbling on concrete. And we come to find out that I had four stress fractures in my shins and even some in my feet. So I redshirted my entire freshman year. And that was so tough. I had thankfully gone through my club years, not really experiencing like tremendous injury. I mean, little things here and there, but nothing to you know, sitting out for three to four months. So this was the first time that I had actually sat out because of injury and had to, you know, sit on the sidelines while everyone was practicing and do my own conditioning. And for any athlete that's been injured before, you understand that feeling that like you want to be out there so bad, but you can't because your body needs to heal and you have to somehow dig deep and find the motivation to do your rehab to do as many ab exercises as you can so that was a trying experience in itself being able to navigate just being in college in general and then going being a part of college athletics and then being injured and learning how to manage your pain and really becoming an adult in a way to effectively talk about your pain with athletic trainers and doctors and communicate with coaches. But in and itself, it was a growing experience. So throughout the next two years, I competed at the collegiate level, still battled with my shins, used every type of taping technique we could (laughs) if it existed out there was doing all the things trying all the different uh, prehab and even rehab so it was a decent journey that I got to at least compete for the next two years but at almost like the middle of my junior year I was lifting weights I was doing bench of sorts and I, as I lifted, you know, came up to bring the weights in front of me, my right arm just like dropped to the ground with the weight. And that's when I tore my, or partially tore my rotator cuff and labrum. And from there, it was the middle of season. So I was still going to attempt to compete on it. But I was competing bars, so I got pulled out of bar lineup, and I was just going to compete floor for the remaining maybe four to three to four meets. So I did, and all all the while, like knew my shoulder was injured, my shins. I was battling those every day. It was so painful just to walk, and you don't realize the impact that chronic pain has on you until like you just realize, like I wonder what it would be like to walk without pain (laughs) it's a funny thing but athletes like that's what we put ourselves through because we are just so 
committed to that sport, even if we don't always love the sport. Clearly, I was a prime example of having a somewhat love-hate relationship with gymnastics. But from there, knew that like my time was coming or like that I was going to be transitioning out of gymnastics because my body just couldn't handle it. And although my mind was better at handling it, my mind was still struggling with the pain part of it. So I went through my final meet, which was in 2011 at WAC Championships. And on my last tumbling pass, I felt like my shin bow and the doctors had warned me that like my fibula was going to snap. It was all the things. But I finished my routine to the best of my abilities that I could with the injuries that I had and closed out my career ending on that routine and I remember before I even started that, the routine I was like you better make all of these passes just because we you know as humans or for some reason we always like we want a good bookend to our journey we want a good closing routine or performance and it's not always the case but thankfully even though I had injuries I was able to decide that I was going to be done after that me. So I finished my routine. I was a junior at that time in college and I technically had two years of eligibility left but with my body and I hadn't gotten like the results back on my shoulder just yet but I knew that I was also ready to be done when I was talking or talking to myself or you know having these thoughts of like okay If my shoulder is, you know, torn in any way, that is my sign. And when I thought about that, there was a sense of like relief that came up that like, okay, I'll be done with the sport. And when I felt that, like that I would be okay with something being torn in my body, then I knew for me it was definitely time. So I walked away from my sport and transitioned into trying to figure out the whole real world job world internship world and how to navigate all of that i knew that i wanted to still be close to college athletics or sports in a way because i was very involved with the student athlete advisory committee at the college level but I still, like, I didn't know what I was doing as far as writing a good cover letter and a resume and applying. So much so that the first job that I applied or had an interview for, I was on the phone with this gentleman and we were talking and I was giving him the spiel about, like, I've been a gymnast my whole life. I've trained for, you know, at times it was, like, 35 hours a week you know, in college, I was doing 20 hours with like a full academic load. And he just like stopped me. He said, you mean to tell me you haven't had one job? I was like, well, I've been a competitive gymnast and athlete my whole life. And he was like, do me a favor, just go get one job, any job, maybe in retail. So I, me not knowing what to do, I took his advice because it was the first 
interaction that I had had with, you know, my first interview and whatnot. So I took his advice and I went and worked at Abercrombie for like mm, two to maybe three weeks. But it was my first job and it was something that I could put on a resume. In addition to, you know, my school activities and being an athlete. So I did that and from there, you know, got my first internship had 10 internships and part-time jobs before I actually like got into a full-time role in an athletics department. So during this time though, I was hitting the ground running, trying to get this internship. So I basically, now that I look back on it, I took pursuing a career and put it in place of gymnastics. I basically just swapped it. And I didn't realize I had done this until I was sitting in my first full-time job at a desk for eight hours. And I kept thinking about gymnastics and like my heart kept feeling like something was missing. And everything in my life per the book was going great. I had an amazing husband who was a former baseball player. Like, we were married at that point. I was in grad school for sport management. I had my first full-time role. Like, I was doing everything that, you know, quote-unquote, I was supposed to be doing. And these feelings still kept coming up. And I noticed them, but I just kind of, like, wrote them off for a little bit. Because from that full-time job, I got, I had two other full-time jobs spanning probably three to four years before I actually arrived in the role that I am in today working in student-athlete development. And it came, like, every so often this feeling of me missing gymnastics would come back to visit me. And I would just be like, what is that? So I tried, like, at first I thought it was trying to find a certain workout routine so I did spins so I did yoga so I you know did bar and I was trying all these different things to try to fill whatever this void was and you know when I started feeling these voids like I would say my first you know maybe year out or yeah it was about a year after graduating that I finally got into a my full-time role my first full-time role I kept searching for like a former athlete support group. Like, can anybody, does anybody want to talk about this? Because I'm feeling super lost. And obviously we have graduates of, you know, student athletes every year across the nation. I was like, so there's got to be something out there for former athletes to just like connect on all this stuff because we all committed our lives to this sport and then you come to a point where you're just done. So I kept searching for it and I couldn't really find what I was looking for. There was, there were certain platforms that would connect athletes to let's say jobs or internships, but I was, I was trying to find a place where athletes, former athletes could connect with former athletes because I wanted to feel like someone understood. And granted, you know, I was working in an athletics department. There were quite a few former athletes. So we all kind of related on the transition out of sport and being old washed up athletes, but I still couldn't, I never found what I was looking for. So it wasn't until maybe I would say a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now that I was like, okay, 
I was still feeling these feelings. And this is over like a five-year time span. And I was like, there's got to be resources for athletes. And, you know, a big reason of why I'm in student-athlete development today is because I felt like I needed more of a a bridge between ending college sports and transitioning into the real world. So that's kind of why I work in this spot that I am in today. But I, again, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, decided that I was going to create like a resource hub for athletes, for former athletes, to talk about wellness after sports, to talk about professional development, to talk about identity, and I uh, like bought a website, got a logo done, and did nothing really with it. Um, it was called Athlete Collab at the time, but nothing ever evolved. And I don't know why. Granted, you know, we're all, or I was working a full time job, and, you know, some of my positions that I had earlier, I was a ticket manager for a bit, and that occupies so much of your time, especially in odd hours. So I didn't have like necessarily a super consistent schedule. But anyway, nothing came of that. And then a little bit more of, I would say a couple months passed by and I, of course, still on my heart, still visiting me. And I, out of nowhere, the name of her sports story came to me. And I was like, this is a interesting thought but it made sense to me that we could connect of course through our story and we could share in our transition out of sport and even our journey through sport and just connect be able to connect on the the athlete journey in itself so I came up with this thought and I was like okay this sounds like it could go somewhere. And I sometimes get asked, why is it her sports story, not her sports stories? And because I really believe like when we get to the end of our lives, we have, we have one story, like one big story of the journey that we went through. So story is encompassing everything because I guess if you looked at it, you could have thousands of stories but that is my perspective of it is that we all just have this one journey this one story with a lot of aspects tied into it so i took her sports story and i was like okay i'm going to interview some of my friends (laughs) so i reached out to some of my best friends i was like i am going to interview you uh, so you can shed light on your sports story experience, and then maybe we can share advice for girls in sport currently. So I did that, made the website, bought the URL and everything, and from that point, everything just evolved. And my first post, I think, was written in February of last year so that was like 2018 I think that's 2018 or maybe even earlier and from there like would shift logos around and and everything kept evolving as far as like how was I going to make her sports story a platform and a community for former female athletes to share their stories and through the process 
you know, actually got a beautiful logo done by Tammy, which she is wonderful. I'm going to put her uh, handle in the show notes here. But she did my logo, and I that's when I was like, okay, like, this is, I am stepping this up. And around the same time, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. So I started reaching out to people I'd met over the Her Sports Story Instagram and asked if they wanted to be on a podcast, which in all honesty didn't exist. I just knew I was going to somehow record a phone call and we were going to have a great conversation and that I would post it. And if you listen to my messy uh, action with podcasting, you can hear a little bit more of the podcasting journey there. But Anyways, the, my platform or the Her Sports Story platform has really evolved. And again, my why is that I, when I look back, I needed a place to connect with people who had gone through it before or were going through it so I could share advice or, and at the end of the day, just like not feel alone. And as humans, we always want to feel part of something. So this is where I saw my parts of my life intersecting and how I could, you know, help maybe a, a former athlete who had transitioned out or just connect with incredible women that were former athletes too and see where their lives have taken them after sport. So I am so incredibly grateful that I started this a few years ago, two years ago. I don't even know the exact timeline, but all I know is the process and it's taken time, but I've looking back, I've loved the journey because I am learning something new every day and I am connecting with just like the most amazing people through Instagram. And you know, some people are like, oh, social media, you're, it can get a bad rap or whatnot. And this is true if we're not intentional with it, but I have made basically 20, you know, new friends or females that are pursuing the sport industry or helping athletes in some capacity. And we have our own little tribe that we're starting for women who work with athletes, which if you want to be a part of or get involved with, feel free to message me on Instagram at her sports story. And we're just looking at ways to lift one another up to help athletes who are transitioning out of their sports and into whatever comes next for them. So I know that was definitely long-winded. You got the full picture or a glimpse of my gymnastics journey as well as a little bit into my professional development journey and I'll do specific podcasts later on on professional development because that is an area that I was really passionate about and still am but I'll be sharing you know, the transition out of sports from various angles and inviting podcast guests on that will address the transition from a fitness perspective, from an identity perspective, from leaving on injury. Like there are so many, there's so many facets of ending a sport. It's not just like you just stop the sport and you're done and you're good and you just go about your your new life and your next journey it's all encompassing it's a mind you know it's the mind evolving it is finding a workout that 
you know, actually connects with you a little bit, which honestly took me about five years. And I've been out of the sport, you know, for I think eight years now. And and that's another thing too, is that we can, it is okay to feel like we still miss our sports even after eight years of being out. How crazy is that? And I think I chalked that up to like, you felt so alive during your sport from like the adrenaline to the connection to it, to the, all the hours that you put into it. And, you know, when you transition out, sometimes we look to replace it. And sometimes there's not something to exactly replace it with, but there's something different that can feel, still feel good and still light our souls up. But anyway, my, my tangent has, has gone off here. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I can't wait to continue to share incredible former female athlete stories, and I'm so happy that you're here, and I really appreciate this community and tribe, so thanks for stopping in.